on the next episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Today's Sip's episode is all about wine, and today we're going to be discussing the following wines. We have the Bella Union Sauvignon Blanc 2019. Yummy. We have the Diatom Barham Vineyard Chardonnay 2019. Also yummy. We have the Brewer Clifton 2017 Pinot Noir. I'm going to wax Rhapsodic. From Numantia, we have the 2017 Termes. I'm not going to say anything about that. We have the Bella Union 2017 Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. Denise will wax Rhapsodic. Mm. The Bella Union 2018 Rutherford Cabernet Sauvignon. And the Don Melchor 2018. I'm not complaining that we didn't get any oysters today. I mean, that was... Why not? Complain. Morning, Denise. We should have had some oysters, but you know what? Bob, would it kill you to grill a steak? Would it kill you to grill a steak before we get here? <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. It's sipping time. Hello and welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. This is Made Man Bob. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. Wrong, wrong, wrong. There is now this thing called Netflix and I have HBO Max now, Disney Plus, streaming services, Bob. And I'm not doing an ad, but you guys can send us some money. Send, look. I'm I'm all for you. I like this whole streaming thing. And the whole Netflix and chill thing, I tried that with my wife. She turned on the AC. That's not what I was looking for. My <laughs> guess is he's just up at night, you know, looking at dirty pictures on the internet. But yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, this so is Made we, Man we, Bob. We're the best non-streaming thing at 2 a.m. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are good old gal Denise. Good morning, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be here again. And Made Man Maury. Good morning, Ma- Bob. Mob. Bob, I love Bob from the mob. I love the damp. The bourbon mafia's got news basement today. It's just <laughs> all the little vines, the Bacchus theme, the grapes. It's like the Jungle Cruise ride yeah. at Disney yeah. World. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for making it so warm and homey. And good old boy Harmy. Thank you for having me, Bob. I really love the vats of grapes. Do I have to stomp on them? Or can I just lie in them and roll around. You're a complete bastard, and we'll hate you. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and anything else that you can drink. Today's sip episode is all about wine, and today we're going to be discussing the following wines. We have the Bella Union Sauvignon Blanc 2019. Yummy. We have the Diatom Barham Vineyard Chardonnay 2019. Also yummy. We have the Brewer Clifton 2017 Pinot Noir. I'm going to wax Rhapsodic. From Numantia, we have the 2017 Termes. I'm not going to say anything about that. We have the Bella Union 2017 Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. Denise will wax Rhapsodic. Mm. 
the Bella Union 2018 Rutherford Cabernet Sauvignon, and the Don Melchor 2018. And I'm glad you pronounced that correctly. So we're going to have Harm tell us all about our SIPs ratings. Well, thank you, Bob. I would like to uh, tell you all about our SIPs ratings, as he said. We're going to be tasting and discussing these wines, rating them with these SIPs uh, with our signature sounds. You have your finger on the button, Bob? Yeah, I'm waiting on you. Finger out of your pocket, Bob. Different button. Different button. Here are those ratings now. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. They're not right. He's like a really bad method actor. There's no method to this. You want me to start calling you Mr. Lincoln as you walk around? Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this one a secret to ourselves. Pour me another. It's radio. You kind of have to speak up. That's classified. We have sound engineers. Five sips. Oh, my. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 All right. Having a good sandwich, is that what that sound is? Yeah. Like I've never heard of it. You go to a spot and you get one of those really big foot-long Italians. Yeah. Mm. I thought that was Katz's Deli there, dude. No, no, no. It's better with spotters. All right. So we're going to have Maury tell us all about our first wine. So take it away. Thank you, Bob. First wine is the Bella Union Sauvignon Blanc 2019. It's the DeCarl Vineyard in Rutherford, Napa Valley, coming in at blank percent ABV. We say blank because we couldn't find it on the bottle. That's right. Yeah, I can't find it. So I, I couldn't find it online. Yeah, fill is in it the even blank. legal? See, you think I missed that. I, I left it there because I couldn't find it. Oh, I no, no, no. It's, it's here, dude. It is? You, you need a magnifier. Really, really tiny? magnifying glass. It's 14 point. Three? Thank Seven? you, sir. What is that? I do need a magnifying <laughs> That's glass. That's close enough. Thank you. It's over 14. It's now. over 14. Let me tell you about Bell Union. Bell Union was established in 2012 by the partners of Napa Valley's Farniente and Nickel and Nickel Wineries. And it is situated on a 25-acre Cabernet Sauvignon vineyard along the storied Bella Oaks Lane in Rutherford. The name Bella Union is a nod to the history of Bella Oaks Lane, which was known as the Bella Union Roadway in the 1880s. At that time, the country lane led into Mayakamas Mountains and eventually to the Bella Union Mining Company. Brooke Babiak became head winemaker in 2021 after previously serving as assistant winemaker for Bella Union and Nickel and Nickel. Before joining the Farniente family team, Brooke held positions at Stag's Leap Winery, Hall Family Wines, Jordan Vineyard and Winery, Church Road Winery in New Zealand, and at Tenuta del Vagiano in Tuscany. She gets around. It's impressive. In 2019, excuse think me. That means what you think it means. No, I know what it means. Mm. You're the one with the mind in the gutter. Uh, the 2019 is the inaugural vintage of the Bella Union Sauvignon Blanc and comes from the DeCarl Vineyard, 
which are situated at the toe of an alluvial fan that extends from the western Mayakamas range. What part is the toe of an alluvial fan? The point the where it starts. The toe is the point. Yeah. Is that the pivot? No. Like, if it's you, have, the you toe. have a Japanese fan, where no. oh, that's the toe is where it starts? Is this Japan? No. Be quiet. Ay. Thank you. Go sit in a the corner. The soil is comprised of fluvial river deposits and gravelly clay, which are well-draining. Now, that's a mouthful. Alluvial fans and fluvial river deposits. Let's talk about the color. Alluvial river deposits? The color is a very pale straw, uh, almost colorless. On the nose, it is dominated by white peach, more white peach. And more white peach. More white peach. Yeah. Followed by some citrus and tropical fruit. On the palate, it's light. It's bright. It's fruit forward. It's got some nice balance. It's got a medium finish. It's really a delightful wine. It's really a very nice, easy drinking, all day Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, it doesn't stand out in any one direction, but it's just pleasant, easygoing, and uh, and quite enjoyable. I liked it uh, quite a lot. Denise, what did you think of it? You know, I'm not the world's biggest Sauvignon Blanc fan, but but. This is very nice. It's pleasant. I enjoyed drinking it. In addition to the peaches, I got a really crisp green apple on the nose. You're right about that, but I, I found no, the peaches overpowered. I don't overpowered. get the apple. I, I got, got the apple. Bit. You get the apple, especially when it was colder. It was now colder. that it's been sitting yeah. in the glass, up, it's, yeah. it's yeah. warmed yeah. up it's a little right bit. It's Granny Smith yeah. and peach fuzz, but, like a Granny Smith apple. That yeah. tartness. It was definitely more prominent when it was ice cold. Yeah, well, but on the palate, you get the tartness. So you get a slight tart. Until you said green apple, I don't get the green apple. Mash of citrus, which is really good. And uh, it's got a it's got a nice finish. It's a little short, but it's a nice finish. Yeah, but what can you expect for a entry-level right. Sauvignon Blanc? Exactly. Yeah. The first time they've made one, right? Yeah. It's their first. Nice. I think it's an excellent effort for their first inaugural release. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a Bellini well in a done. glass. I mean, it's it's like white peach on white peach on mm -hmm. white peach, and it's got that little tartness of the apple. I'm, you know, it's it's not your typical Sauvignon Blanc. I'm really digging it. I think it's I think it's really well made, and I think for their first uh, first effort out, you know, it just shows what they can do. I mean, excellent wine. I loved the the mouthfeel. It was very silky on the mouthfeel, and when it was colder, I thought the fruit was too restrained. But as it was warmed mm -hmm. up, it's really coming out. Yeah, it's just all peach, but and the tropical fruit. I can't figure out what tropical fruit is. It's not mango. It's not pineapple. But you know, it's tropical fruit. It's tropical. Yeah, it's not bananas. Nope. Nope. So, not passion fruit. That's for sure. It's just some things. In fruit striped gum. There you go. There you go. Yeah, fruit striped gum. Yeah, that's kind of fruity. That's yeah. jackfruit. Fruit stripe and fruit stripe and um, and uh, juicy fruit are flavored with jackfruit. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. I All learned that from some friends who actually grew I never knew that. Interesting. Well, you learned something today. Yeah. It's like being on the PBS after school special. <laughs> <It's> so true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to be rating the Bella Union Sauvignon Blanc 2019, the Carl Vineyard, Rutherford Valley, third, uh, 14 point something. We can't read ABV. 14.1. I read it. I, read oh. it. I used the, magna I was gonna say I used the magnifying it. feature yeah. on my phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's messed up. We're going to be rating a well-deserved three sips. Well done, guys. So we're going to be going on to our next wine, which is from the folks at Brewer Clifton. Uh, Brewer Clifton Wines can trace their origins back to 1995 
where Greg Brewer and Steve Clifton met while working on a committee serving in the Santa Barbara Vineyards Association. Vintners. In 1996, after saving a modest $12,000 for their first project, they were able to secure food contracts to produce an inaugural 240 cases of wine within the Santa Barbara winery where Greg held a role as an assistant winemaker. Always having their sights locked in on an area that they would personally map later and define as the Santa Rita Hills, they utilized relationships in the neighboring Santa Maria Valley for the majority of their fruit as vineyards were being developed closer to home. After brief periods being housed within other wineries, Brewer Clifton created their first standalone facility in 2000. That same year, the Santa Rita Hills was identified and approved as an American viticultural area. In 2012, it marked the first vintage where all the fruit was produced and and hailed from the estate vineyards within the Santa Rita Hills Appalachian. And that same year, the Wine Spectator deemed the 2012 Santa Rita Hills Pinot Noir as the number eight wine of the year. So our first wine from Brewer Clifton is the Diatom M Bar M Vineyard Chardonnay 2019. It's 14.5% ABV. It's named after the prehistoric plankton fossils that are mined in the area for several decades. Which we use for pool filters. Yep. The Diatom Bar M Vineyard is sourced from the blocks of clone 76 Chardonnay planted over 20 years ago in the Los Alamos region of Santa Barbara County. And we'll be back. Hey, and we're back and we're talking about the Diatom Bar N Vineyard Chardonnay 2019. Um, We were talking a little bit about how it's made. The fermentation is done on this wine at a very low temperature in small stainless steel tanks coupled with an inhibited malolactic fermentation. So the color on it is a slightly golden straw. What are you talking about? Are you? Thanks for joining the show. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, you know why? Because you're looking at your Pinot. I'm, yeah. looking at this, I'm looking at the next one. I'm so excited. Go ahead. So <laughs> on the nose, it's sweet orange blossoms with a just a, a dusty mineral note. Mm. Definitely those diatoms coming out, right? And on, mm. on the palate, green apple, huge amounts of lime. Huge, huge lime. And it's got just a, a really nice earthiness to it. Again, I think it's it's the... It's the terroir coming through. I mean, this is this is growing in a dusty valley full of diametaceous earth. So I think it's reflecting where it's coming from. It's got a really nice minerality to it. I know it's diametaceous, but I almost get like a chalky thing on the nose. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of more like pool Absolutely lovely. Yeah. I mean, this is this is this is not your typical, you know, Napa Valley buttery sticky chardonnay. No. Um, but absolutely beautiful what do you think Denise? well in addition to the minerality I, I get this little you know hidden note of i i can't really identify it, but for me i'm a big uh, craft beer drinker so sometimes the hops or the hoppiness or the hempiness will jump out and that's actually that what i get out, yeah. yeah yeah and i really like that actually so i i like when i can identify that and I, I don't think it i don't think it came out when the wine was cooler it's just yeah. now it's no, 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 no 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 now that Much it's warmed more up pronounced now absolutely it's and it's not a vegetal green vegetal it's no. more a dried out kind of you know brown dried dried herby, herby kind of yeah. thing mm, i agree disagree with that i think it's more green yeah it's gotta be more green really it's not yeah, easy yeah. being green <laughs> but the uh, palette's really nice no it's is not brown sage? is that sage no it's not brown 
I get whatever. I get a nice it's crisp herbal note. lime. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, that's what I get. It's nice. That's, it's really it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's warmer. When it was cold, I didn't get this at all. But um, it's chalky. And the, the, what do you think about the the finish on this, Denise? Uh, soft and short. short. Mm. <laughs> you had a mouthful there. I had a mouthful of wine. <laughs> I almost put spraying across the table because she's like making eye contact with me. That's just wrong. What? The soft and short? Soft and short. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's on you, Harm. That's okay. Right. I didn't. Mm-mm. It's getting personal, Denise. Yeah, please don't. Don't <laughs> encourage him. <laughs> don't make eye contact with Harm. What'd you think, yeah. Maury? <laughs> well, um, I agree with most of what's been said. I thought this was a lovely wine. It is different than my traditional style of uh, Chardonnay in that it's not oaky and buttery. Uh, there's a little hint of butter in there. I mean, it's definitely not forward with this since they've really gone to length. Yeah, they to said they've inhibited the malolactic, but I don't but think it's not zero. It's not zero. Definitely palate dominated by the green apple and the lime. Again, this really is reminiscent of a, of a Sauve Blanc. It's a Sauve Blanc drinker's Chardonnay uh, in that uh, stainless steel fermentation bright not, flavors it's not an oak bomb it's, not, oak an oak monster, bomb. Yeah. it's not a butter bomb it's definitely a summer white it could definitely be uh, as uh, denise would say a quaffing wine out by the pool for the day uh, i thought it was lovely i thought Honestly, it was really well God. made we're, i was we're pleasantly surprised buttery oaky stereotypical chardonnay i'm i'm Excited to see something that's different. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I like yeah. it a lot. The last I, four I or five for years, I'm seeing more wine that the California winemakers have pulled back from that. Thank God. Yeah. We yeah. used to call that stuff back in the day cougar juice. The big butter bombs with tons of oak. Literally, it was called cougar juice in the business. It's, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, um, a, 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 what do you call it? A, a compliment. Harm, keep your sexual preferences off of the it's not show. Much, cougar I, juice. I'm yes. of that age. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, the okay. are, you know, they're my age too. Anyway. Well, anyway. So the, the wine I think was very well made. And, you know, Denise was, uh, and I were talking off the air and we were talking about, I would prefer Sauvignon Blanc with raw oysters. That's not entirely true. Denise hasn't talked to him off the air. <laughs> I prefer <laughs> no, Sauvignon Blanc with oysters. this would be beautiful with oysters. But this, this Chardonnay is, gorgeous. is made for oysters. This yeah. is gorgeous. This is an oyster shard. They ought to yeah. rename it. The I need oyster some, shard. You know, oysters Bienville or some... Some oysters, Rockefeller. Rockefeller would do well. Bienville might be better because the green notes. So Bienville's got a chopped spinach, and it, I think that goes great with this. So does the Rockefeller. Rockefeller, yeah, but Rockefeller's got the Pernod and something else. Yeah. Um, no, Bienville is bacon. Well, bacon and now we're spinach. off on an oyster Bob, tangent. Next time we're here, I expect some fresh oysters. To now go we're off on an oyster wines. tangent here. So anyway, getting back to wine. We're going to be uh, rating the Diatom Bar M Vineyard Chardonnay 2019 an extremely well-deserved four sips. That's classified. Lovely wine. So we're going to see if Harm can actually make it through this one. You think you can take us into the next wine? Well, I'm going to talk about the wine I've been waiting to talk about all, all evening, all, all, all morning, early morning hours, whatever. We, whatever I'll be taking we're a nap. Yeah, me too. This is the Brewer Clifton 2017 Pinot Noir, 14.5% ABV. A blend is com- compromised, uh, comprised, not compromised. It's compromised. I, I, I've been compromised. So by is too this much show alcohol. now. Yeah, this show's been compromised. We've all been compromised. The blend is comprised of the 3D, the Machado, and Hapsgood Vineyards. 
The uh, 3D Vineyard is a sandy 10-acre vineyard planted primarily in Chardonnay with a smaller field of Pinot Noir planted to Swan, Pomard, and the 667 clones. Machado Vineyard is a 15-acre parcel of rolling terrain adjacent to Clos Pepe and immediately behind the Kessler Hawk Vineyard with sandy clay and loam soils. That's great drainage. And we have a uh, small two-and-a-half-acre parcel of Hapgood Vineyard was planted in 2010 with the Mary Edward clone Pinot Noir grape, which I freaking love, by the way. And making this wine, they practice whole, cl whole cluster fermentation and use neutral oak barrels. And I also like that. Whole, whole cluster Pinot Noir, when you do this whole cluster um, fermentation, you're going to get a lot of the stem. You're going to get more tannic background from them, the stems and, and, the, and the skins. You get more spice coming out of your Pinot Noir. And the neutral oak barrel allows the wine to shine rather than the oak. Color is a beautiful translucent ruby. There is nothing added to this. Most people, when they think about Pinot Noir, they think about really dark red wine. And that's the dirty little secret of California Pinot Noir is they adulterate their wine with it's compromised, if you will, with uh, Grenache or Syrah, generally Syrah, or Bernarda, which adds sweetness and deep, rich color to this. But you should be able to read through your Pinot Noir. It should be translucent. It's gorgeous. This is the translucent 100% Pinot Noir. On the nose, I get tons of cranberry, a little bit of pomegranate, huge white tea and citrus. They have raspberry in their notes, which I don't really get, but... It's, the citrus is a little bit in the background as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's like a lemony white tea thing going, a little bit of peach, a little bit of pomegranate, lots of pomegranate. And on the end, I get rose petals, roses, and a little hint of tar. And on the palate, the black fruit, which Did is the dried tar? fig. He tar. said tar. 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 Like a petrol note. Yeah. Mm. It's a minerality. So dried figs and ripe cherries and cloves on the palate cloves and cloves this is clove dude smell that taste that you or you can just shove it up your nose he's snorting it that's a new way yeah so to on enjoy the palate, it's all about cloves the tony and, montana and the, and the ripe fruit, the dried figs the finish is clove and truffle and cinnamon and it's medium long i love this freaking wine Tell me why I'm wrong, Denise, because I know you don't like this. No, this is lovely. Really? I thought yeah. you didn't like it at first. No, no, I like it, but I I'm getting completely different notes. So, Yeah, really? I'm wondering what he's drinking. No, 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 no. Or I, smoking. So, what are you smoking, Arm? <laughs> on the nose, I, I really, maybe I just cannot identify the white tea. And as crazy as this sounds, it's like, oh, wow. I, I identify white tea because normally I don't like white tea. Right. But with this pomegranate and the, that, the spice, I freaking love but, it. When's the last time you had a cup of white tea? Uh, about two weeks ago at my mom's house. But she when I first nosed this wine, I thought, wow, that's what my hair smells like the night after I've been around a campfire. Which is really strange because I'm, I'm not. Right, no, no. So let me let me just explain. It's not smoky. It's not burnt. It's just this nice, subtle. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, wow, that was a really good night because I'm brushing my hair and I can get this little hint of something. So is that the white tea? Immediately. <laughs> I was like, called oh, ticks. That's what, that's what my hair smells like the night after a campfire. I smell like I have Lyme and, disease. And I get the salinity, 
um I, that's what i hit on the nose i right i'm okay. sorry but and the finish is really great I, it's got a little bit of pepper for me on the finish i don't know where that comes from it's it does have a medium finish for me but i get a little a little pepper um this I'll is give a you great white wine. pepper i'll give you white pepper okay but I, I, to me it's more right. cloves yeah. No, I didn't get cloves at all. Did I would agree with Denise. It was when more do you pepper. eat cloves? I make Indian food. I cook Indian food. This he eats a lot of Indian food. I eat a food. lot of cloves and I eat a lot of Indian food. All right. And you've never cooked Indian food for me. You're smoking those cloves cigarettes. You don't cook anyway. It's your mother that does all the cooking. <laughs> My mother does the cooking now because I live right. in Florida. I'm I lived in New Orleans. You know, 15 uh, I'm going to have to talk to Jasmine about putting together a meal for us. be Indian food. Well, I don't know how you could have lived in New Orleans and you think that anything doesn't that Chardonnay didn't go well with grilled oysters because no, that's no, the I only way to eat oysters. I, I prefer Sauvignon Blanc with oysters, but this grilled oysters. Grilled, we didn't talk about grilled oysters. It's the only way to eat an oyster. Raw oyster no, raw oysters are good too. And Bienville and Rockefeller and Black and Blue. There's a lot of ways to do oysters. Ever Black and Blue oysters? Black, black and blue, blue oysters are grilled with blue cheese and Cajun garlic sauce. Oh, you're ruining them. Yes. No, no, you're no. Overwhelming them and overpowering We're go get some, them. Oh. Who makes if them If I didn't here? have to go to work later, Who? I'd be going to say. Where? You could get black and blue oysters in New Orleans, uh, New Orleans but also down <laughs> oh, here. Oh, yeah. Let's just hop over in there. Fort Lauderdale. In Fort Lauderdale, uh, in Wilton Manors, you can go to Shuck and Dive. You got to send me some money I've for your Shuck this, and this promotion. Dive. <laughs> I've been to Shuck and Dive. I've not had the yeah, black, black and blue oysters. I won't say it. It's not in Wilton Manors. It's in Fort Lauderdale. No, it's right in Wilton Manors. It's right at the edge. 100%. It's at the end of Wilton Manors. No. Well, anyway. The sign says, welcome to Wilton Manors, and then there's a restaurant. Yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Bob, what do you think about He's the wine, always, dude? Always wandering around, bumping into walls. It's like got a, a wobbly nose. I bought a new Roomba. It's very floral. It's got some red fruit to it. Definitely get the white tea. And on the palate, huge, huge, big cherries. Mm. As I smell it now, remember I was talking about the figs on the palate? There's, yeah. there's the cherries are coming out as it warms up. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 absolutely a beautiful wine. Um, I can't really think of anything they could do to make it better other than ship us a case. So, you know, uh, Brewer Clifton, we've had their, their 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 Sau Blanc and this Pinot, but they're really known for their Shard. I love their freaking Shard. You guys need to send us some Shard. Well, we're going to be rating the Brewer Clifton 2017 Pinot Noir a well-deserved four sips. That's classified. So we're going to move on to our next whiskey, and we're going to have Denise tell us about that one. It's a wine, because it's a wine Are show. we still on the oh. air? Wine, yeah. Are we still on the air? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, great. Well, yeah. let's see what we so can far. do with this. Well, founded in 1998, Bodega Numantia, located in Valdefinjas, Castile, and León, in the Toro region in the northwest of Spain. And you gentlemen can correct any pronunciation for me. Move along, Douglas. Bodega Numantia's vineyard is composed of 494 acres of vines in the communes of Toro, Morales de Toro, Valdefinjas, Venealbo, El Pego, Argujillo. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a mouthful. The Toro region has a longstanding tradition in winemaking and viticulture, dating back to Roman times. During the Middle Ages, Toro wines were also the first in the world to travel to the Americas, carried on Christopher Columbus's ships in 1492. Some of the vines on their estate are reaching up to 150 years old. Yummy, yummy. I have had some of those. So, Termes by Numantia, 2017, 100% Tinta de Toro grapes, a clone of Tempranillo from vines ranging from 30 to 50 years old, with 
four days of old maceration and seven days of fermentation with pumping over one to two times per day. I think that should be cold maceration. Yeah, yeah it's cold. What did I say? Old? old. You're old. Oh. And when you say pumping over, say it like pumping over. Oh, with <laughs> pumping over one to two times per day. Aged for 14 months and 20% new French oak coming in at 15% ABV. Well, the color is a really nice dark bing cherry color. It's beautiful to look at. It's opaque garnet. Mm-hmm. Um, on the nose for me, I got purple. a lot of it's purple. herb, it's purple. Red. spices, yeah. a little menthol. It's got a it's got a lovely nose. A lot of black fruit on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss the black Couldn't fruit. Couldn't really identify there. which I get more fruit. eucalyptus than menthol on this one. Really? Yeah, eucalyptus. I agree. Well, I'm going to go back to that because I think you're right. I think menthol is just too overbearing and pungent. Eucalyptus is definitely. It's freaking beautiful. Right? Ooh. It's, it's really a nice wine. It is. Lovely. And I definitely get the spices and the cinnamon. Uh, and the eucalyptus, of course, on the palate. It's soft. It's got some gentle tannins. It's got a really so gentle. It's what? Gentle. Gentle tannins. And a nice medium finish. It's a lovely wine. It's delicious. It's Let's like, drink it's some like more. One of those suede cat of nine tails. Oh wait, that's wrong. <laughs> What'd you think, Maury? <laughs> Well, moving moving on. On. let me try to <laughs> elevate this uh, discussion out of the gutter. Uh, I think it's a lovely wine. I really enjoyed it very mm-hmm. nicely. Uh, it definitely has uh, some dominance of uh, thyme and eucalyptus and, and herbal qualities to the palate, which I kind of like. Um, it was not really particularly fruit forward. I agree with you, Denise. The tannins were were gentle and soft and and well integrated. Uh, I think it's a really lovely wine. Um, it's really improved nicely with some air in the glass. When we first poured it, it was a little bit more closed, but it's just opened up beautifully. We, we aerated this too. I think we used the Venturi. I used the Venturi. Yeah, we one. did. I Venturied uh, this one for yeah. sure mm-hmm. for all of us. What do you think, Harm? I think you guys have said it. This is it. Black fruit and spices on the nose. I get plum and fig. I think for the price, the value is fantastic. Yeah, this so is this a very. Used, this used to be a fifty dollars wine back in the day. These days, it's close to thirty. Yeah, it's, it's a reasonably priced quite, wine. I think you could, you know, not be embarrassed about it anywhere. It's drinking beautifully. Um, it's well rounded. It's not offensive. There's really nothing to offend anybody. Beautifully made. That's, and this is this is their cheap stuff. Uh, Numantia makes the Termez. They make Numantia Termez, which is their like you know sixty to one hundred dollar. I think I can't remember the name pr- price point of that. And then they make Termantia, which is over two hundred. So this is the the cheap one, and it's still freaking great. Well, it's much more approachable now. The problem with their higher end wines is they wait need a years lot of time. You taste it. <laughs> wait yes. ten years. You-, you need to buy them and lay them down for a very long time. Not to mention decant and aerate. And uh, this did well with just a few minutes of air. Bob? Well, when they asked if I'd like to do this one, you know, to send us a sample, I told them, I said, you know, do you know this one? I said, I know this one very well because this is uh, one of the, you know, dozen or so wines that is kind of a daily drinker around here in the house. And I can still remember the first time. You drink a dozen daily? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Yeah, that explains a lot. Somebody's got to. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's a really great wine for the money. That's the thing that I love about it. You, you're getting some serious flavor. You're getting some serious tone. And 
you're getting a really good quality wine for, you know, not you know a large amount of money it's something you can afford to keep in the house and drink whenever you feel like it so um that was a slam dunk for me when they when they said they wanted to send it do you know yeah. it yeah i know You're it gonna send this wine i can give i can give you the uh i can give you the tasting notes out of my head so that's an easy one but again it's it's dark black fruit it's got that uh herbally thyme note to it um it's got some lovely soft mouth feel to it. It's got great backbone. The tannins aren't really, really right up in your face, which is the thing they like about it. You know, it's a good, solid, honest wine for the money. Um, if you see it on the shelf, definitely grab one. And we're going to be rating that a well-deserved three sips. Interesting. That guy's still Hey, around. and we're back, and we are talking about some wines. Apparently, Morty's talking about something else. Uh, talking about some wines. We just finished talking about the uh, Termes from Numantia. We gave that a well-deserved Termes. three sips. Don't make me get up and slap you. Is it Termes? Like Hermes? I don't think so. Yeah, I think Hermes is on the label. I think, I think it's Termes, it right. like Hermes. Don't care. Termes rhymes with Hermes. Hermes. Termes. Hermes. Don't care. Termes. Good wine. Solid value. So we're going to go on to our next wine, and we're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Thank you, Sir Bob. Uh, the next wine will be the Bella Union 2017 Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. The cornerstone of this blend is their 25-acre vineyard in Rutherford along Bella Oaks Lane. The vineyard is planted primarily with Cabernet Sauvignon in well-drained loam, and the vines range from 20 to 30 years of age. Classic varietals of Malbec Cabernet Franc and Petit Verdot, sourced from select Napa Valley vineyards, complete the blend. We don't have the exact uh, nature of the blend, but understand that there's a little bit of those uh, blending grapes in it. It's got a beautiful color. It is dark and purple and inky and opaque. Uh, I love the color. It's just a it's beautiful not, color. It's not as dark as a... As, a, as your heart. It's not, okay. There you go. Go ahead. No, he doesn't have a heart. You're talking about his soul. Mm -hmm. On the nose, um, I get a little cherry cola, a little anise, a little baking spice. Um, it's got a nice nose. It's not the most extravagant nose I've had, but I, I, I like it. On the palate, black cherry, blueberry, very fruity, hints of cocoa, cola, hints of cola, excuse me. Cocoa. 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 Coca-Cola? Cocoa? What Coco, are you trying to say? Coca-Cola. Spit it out. Yeah, cocoa. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's lovely. It's got a nice medium to long finish. Uh, it's a beautiful um, Cabernet. It's one of my favorites of the day so far. Uh, I, I really can't say enough good things about this wine. It's just a classic, varietally correct, to quote Harmeet, Napa Valley Cabernet. Uh, it definitely needed some air. We we aerated this. We let it sit in the glass. Made a big difference. It's warmed up nicely to room temperature. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Denise? Maury? What do you think? <laughs> it's hard to follow that, but I, I, I just think that it is so crazy and so great that cherry cola is on the nose of this. It's just so fun. Um, and so I... I could just nose this for a really long time. I love that. Often I get those cherry cola notes on Zinfandel. Yeah. This on, but this is still cab. This yeah. Is, you can tell this is cab. There's no yeah. messing around. With right. This. This right. Cab. You just don't get the pepper. So the pepper's removed like in a Zinfandel, and then you get this uh, cherry cola. Love blueberries. So the blueberries shine through for me. The cocoa is there. 
Uh, love the tannins and the medium finish. It sort of just lingers in your mouth. And I really like that. So I, I'm really enjoying this wine, especially as the morning has gone on and it's opened up a little bit I, in the I glass. I think you're absolutely right. What mm -hmm. do you think about the finish, though? I like the finish. I do. It, and it sort of what lingers. What struck me, now, besides the cherry cola note, and the cherry's there. It's, it's big. Yeah. But, but on the palate, blueberries. This absolutely. Is blue fruit. Yeah. Blue. Right? This is all blue fruit. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. So I love the nose. I, I, I love it. You Little know, minerality. The taste. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just getting mm. better. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I love the mouthfeel. It starts out silky soft. Definitely. And then the ten comes in. It gives you a good grip. It, you you, it yep. know, you yeah, know you're drinking wine with ageability, right? Right. You got a little something to chew on. This yeah. will definitely improve for quite some time to come. I mean, this is young. This is a 2017. It's barely, barely coming into its own. So I'm, look, I'm not complaining that we didn't get any oysters today. I mean, that was you know Bob and Denise. Why not complain? Good morning, Denise. Complain. You guys have a, we should have had some oysters, but you know what? Bob, would it kill you to grill a steak? Would it kill you to grill a steak before we get here? <laughs> Would it kill you to help source wines for a wine show? <laughs> oh, ouch. Dagger. Now, this is a lovely wine. Um, again, great nose, dark cherries, baking spice on the palate. Everything that you want from from your classic cab. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's so well put together. It's got a it's got it's real soft up the front, but the palate just blooms in the back when the when the tannin hits that's the that's the really amazing part i think given the couple more years in the cellar sitting in the bottle this thing is going to just get better and better and better can you pass the bottle yeah of course here which you want the 2017 not the 18 uh, i want the good stuff so no, we the, are going to give the, the uh, next one my friend we are going to give the bella union 2017 napa valley cab a well-deserved four sips yeah yeah that's classy for hey, So let's move on to the next one and let's see if Harm can actually make All it right. through this. For this us. is the good one. All right. Now I don't I don't disagree with anything we've said about Bob, you know, four sips or anything about it. Well the, that Napa. But Rutherford is its own AVA within Napa. And it Rutherford has a distinct tannin structure that's more dusty. And this is it right here. So this is another one that's inky almost. It's a beautiful deep rich ruby opaque as hell the nose is cherry and espresso spice and pencil lead as this set early on there was no pencil now you've been telling sit. me you need some more lead in your pencil i can help with that oh yes we're not doing another commercial are we no for, i'm for just letting you know that i can help <laughs> you, know, you off the air like, for uh, lead in your pencil your opinion man uh, so, okay, so as this sat, earlier on when we first poured, it was all about the cherries, and then I got the espresso. Now as it's sitting, pencil lead and menthol coming out, and the tannins on this, what makes this, that's all on the palate. So let's have a sip. Shut up, suppression, mm. defecation. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Chew that wine. The tannins are velvety soft, and then they grip in there after the fruit comes out red cherries a little bit of blueberry like the last one but more darker fruit a little fig a little cocoa that dusty earth that you get in rutherford and the finish is longer here than the last one yep 
even though this is an 18, not a, and I think this needs more time in the bottle. Yeah, it's, I agree it's with almost you. a crime to be drinking this right now. Yeah. The other one is more drinkable today. This one has got mm. miles to go, yeah. and I think will continue to evolve yeah, I, for a long time. And just think about time. it. It's this good now. It's only going to get better. Bob? Oh, yeah. So, it's fabulous. Yeah. Bob, you tell me. What are your notes? Tell me. What Am, am I wrong? What's going on here? Red cherries, raspberries. I don't get the raspberries. That dusty mineral, again, Rutherford, that, that I do so love. And again, it starts out velvety until that tannin grabs you by the back of the palate and just throws you on the ground and just knocks you senseless. This thing in a couple of years is going to just be, it, this one's going to knock your head off. I think I think the Napa one also is going to just continue to Napa improve. Napa is sweeter. This is dusty. But I think this one in particular, I th this is more my palate. I think that give this about four or five years in the cellar and this thing is going to be absolutely off so the charts. I'm thinking Wagyu beef with this next time. I'm thinking Wagyu beef with Kool-Aid. Are you kidding? Wagyu uh, beef with, with pond water. I want, I want right. some well-marbled beef with this with this wine. Oh, this with a steak would be, mm -hmm. I mean, even as it is right now, this with a steak would be off the chain. I mean, this is really, really fantastic. Um, I can't say enough good stuff about it. So Yeah, the difference between these two wines reminds me of going from, a say, a reserve, uh, a regular cab to a reserve cab. This is definitely needs a little more time. It's definitely a little bit more tannic and is going to continue to evolve into something really spectacular. But it's it's a little young. Uh, uh, it's almost unfair, as Harm said, to uh, yeah, open it, it, it was, now. It was literally a crime to open this, but we have to open it to do the show. So I would have, when I saw these, I desperately want to just stick them in the back of the closet and let them sit for another couple of years but i haven't even seen any bella union in florida i know they're do i know they are selling it but yeah i haven't seen it either Harm. I, it's, it's owned by farniente i sell farniente i sell the nickel and nickel i sell the dolce and some of their other wines but i've never seen the bella union here in florida maybe it might be restaurant only right now well i gotta find me a restaurant then because this stuff is fantastic and again it's only going to get better so we're going to be rating the uh, Bella Union 2018 Rutherford Cab Sauvignon, a well-deserved four sips. Um, if this was 24 months later, this thing would be five plus. This, yeah, I so, think. Yeah, it's going in the right direction mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. If you see a bottle of this, grab it. If you see a bottle of the Napa, grab it. And look, stick I'm trying them both to find in your prices online. This is, looks seems to be very reasonable. Yeah, stick uh, them no, both in I your cellar. So. Yeah. Under 100 bucks, right? Yeah, uh, yeah about 80 for the. Uh, 18 rutherford yeah. and about uh 60 for yeah, the for this, a wine of this caliber this is this is yeah. nothing yeah. we're gonna have denise tell us about our last wine for the day happy to do so it's actually my favorite of the morning so we're gonna drink and taste the don melchor is a legacy wine from chile first created in 1987 by the gosh i hope i pronounced this correctly julie sosti Close enough. Yeah, close okay. enough. Julia Sasti family of Concha y Toro, and named for their forefather in Chilean wine. Don Melchor was created to be the singular expression of the Puente Alto vineyard in the upper Maipo Valley, overseen by winemaker Enrique Torado since 1995. They the make another one from that vineyard called they? Carmen de Puemo. Carmen it de Puemo. The, the best freaking um, wine I've had from Chile. It's, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. The seven parcels of Don Melchor are harvested independently to support over 150 micro vinifications in the cellar, each then tasted and selected for the final composition. The second vintage of Don Melchor, 1988, was the first Chilean wine to be named 
to Wine Spectator's Top 100 Wines of the World, where it has since placed nine times, including three placements in the top 10. Not too shabby. Don Melchor, 2018, coming in at 14.5% ABV. The unique weather conditions in 2018 allowed the team at Don Melchor to showcase this latest release with a blend of all four Bordeaux varieties planted in Puente Alto. With a blend of 91% Cabernet Sauvignon, 5% Cabernet Franc, 3% Merlot, and 1% Petit Verdot. The vintage was warmer than average, but unlike 2017, a more even distribution of rainfall allowed for steady maturation of multiple varieties. Harvested by hand between March and May 2018. This is beautiful in the glass. It is a deep, dark garnet color. Ah, so beautiful to look at. The nose, it is really fruit forward for me. It's just big, plump, red fruit. I love that. Um, I get the same on the palate. I get deep, dark cherries. It's got a great mouthfeel. The tannins are really nicely balanced and it's got a, a really pleasant, long finish. For me, definitely I'm ready for the steak. I wanna drink more of this wine. Again, it's my favorite of the morning, and I will open the table to any and all comers who want to talk about this. Maury, you're staring me down. No, I'm just uh, drinking <laughs> up every word. That was his word. sultry look. He was trying to seduce you. Uh, and not working. Yeah, that, that was, was not right. I was drinking up every word. I thought you what? did a very nice job <laughs> describing this wine. I thought um, you were having a seizure. <laughs> I think that I love the fact that it's got all the Bordeaux varietals, but it's definitely a new world. I mean, you do not get this kind of depth and intensity and uh, extraction out of old world wines. In, now they tend to be more restrained, more right. more elegant. But this, this has is, got a, a very yeah. high percentage of Cabernet, which you don't see as much in Bordeaux. Um, I love this wine. I think it's opened up nicely. It's uh, really needed air. And uh, I'm glad we uh, venturied it to uh, aerate it a little bit. We've given it some time in the glass. Uh, everything else you've said about it is really spot on. It's a delicious wine. Um, my only lament is not having a big fat juicy steak to go with it right about now we come here and we complain that we drink free wine and bob doesn't bring us dinner that's, that's us that's pretty much that? it yeah well, great why not? but it's it's you know early in the morning well we we you know we're i'm thankful that they sent us this year because we we did the don melchor last year the 2017 and it was fantastic and, and this we, one is no slouch. It's and different. And we were also lucky enough delicious. to be invited. They had a, a Don Melchor dinner where we got to meet the winemaker uh, down in Miami uh, about a year, year and a half ago. Um, and, you know, fantastic. We got to try some of the older vintages. Uh, we made one. There was, I want to it wasn't the inaugural year, but I think it was the second or third year after that. Um, so we got to taste some really some deep stuff out of their cellar. And, oh, my God, it was just so fantastic. Um, this year is you know no slouch it is you know i i didn't expect anything different from them you know, considering all the ones that we've had from them it, it it did not disappoint it is a fantastic wine it hits every point uh that you're looking for when you're looking for something like this i mean the body is there the mouthfeel is there the fruit is there um 
it's got a magnificent color to it and again this is another one that i think it's it's honestly almost a crime that we're opening it now because you know in five to seven years this thing is just going to absolutely blow your head off um and it's already doing it now so imagine giving it more time talking about uh some of the bordeaux style less in your face more elegant this wine will last 10 15 20 years and you can drink it then and get the more elegance out of it Uh, no, I, like- I agree. Uh, but I, I love it. This is my style. I like them young. I like them fruity. Uh, a lot of <laughs> you know that? Hey, yeah, mm, that's what he just said. A lot of intensity. <laughs> this it's, is going it's highly. This is going in a very interesting direction. I hadn't expected. Uh, young I, and fruity. I think this is okay. delicious. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got you got to watch him when he goes to those trips to to South Beach. Um, <laughs> anyway, I I have to make a correction. I said that Carmen de Poimo was. Uh, this is not the same vintage. Carmen Carmen is his own village in Cachagua, Puente Altos in Maipo. It's Chilean also made a concierto that the Carmen de Puente I was talking about is the Carmenier. That's 100% Carmenier fr- made by concierto. They're high end wines. If you want to spend $200 on a car- bottle of Carmenier, there you are. But uh, this wine is is no not that expensive. It's not it's not over 200 bucks or it's it's just over 100, I believe. Or some, I think maybe sub hundred dollars now. Right? No, sure. I think it's about a buck and a half. Is it? Yeah, I'm not sure. You can you can get some of the vintages under a hundred, but frankly, it's just stunning. The mouth. What I really took away from this is the mouthfeel. You this want particular this particular one's about one hundred and ten. The mouthfeel is so good. Yeah, it's just it it's all the points. So we're rating the Don Melchor two thousand eighteen a well deserved five sips. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Another, and we yeah. gave last year's five sips. So mm. I mean, well, the finish on this—they're consistent. So good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Hope you Aww. enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap the follow or subscribe button. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google to play podcasts, sip suds, and smokes. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sips, Suds, Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You also get to interact with all the thousands of other fans on these social media platforms. You can also check us out on Instagram at Sips, Suds, and Smokes or at Main Man Bob. Do us a favor and please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It's a big help to us and we get to see your feedback as well. You, you can, can also, tell us why we're wrong. You can also check out more in myself on Facebook at the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a non-private organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. I want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Denise. Oh, thank you. Glad we had this chat. Thank you, chat. Maury. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> the wines are fantastic. I'm really thankful, though. I don't have to drink the juice that Harmeet crushed with his dirty feet. Mm. I wash my feet before I get in the tub. Uh, I mean, why? Whatever. I've been drinking. Whatever your name is. <laughs> I thank him, but I'm over him right now. So, yeah. You can thank me too, more, uh, Brent. Bob. Bob. Whatever your name is. Yeah. Just go down the whole well, list there. a bunch there, of white Harmeet. guys in the room. Bunch of white guys. I can't tell who's who. Ay, ay, ay. It's no help with this guy. No, no, listen, thanks for having me anyway. I, I want to thank you. The, the wines are good. Thanks. Yeah, you can't you can't beat a good day like this with good wine. So a little smell of toe cheese. We're six well, for sip suds and smokes. This is Made Man Bob. We thank you for joining us. And remember, life is too short to drink bad wine. And we didn't drink any bad wine today. Nope. Not at all. This has been a 
one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.